The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's your favorite all-star celebrity captain? Will Arnett, who I couldn't pick out of a police lineup. Justin Bieber, whom we all know, and I am a fan of the Biebs. Tate McRae, again, lineup, me, not happening. And, of course, Michael Bubbly Bublé. And he's got my vote. And the commercials are funny, too, dear. He's knocking on the door. I have the bubbly. Can I get some bubbly? No, it's buble. Bubbly bubbly. It's funny. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I hope you're ready for some fun today over the next two hours at your favorite daytime sports talk show. As always, live on the Game Plus television network on the radio down there in Atlanta, WQEE. We have some troubling expansion news from the NHL as it pertains to Atlanta today. We're going to get to that amongst a lot of things. As you see, if you're watching on television or streaming, I'm in the Florida studio where it's game day, the Florida Panthers. Our home tonight to the Arizona Coyotes, one of uh, 32 other teams that I used to call my favorite teams in the NHL. So it's a battle of two of my favorite teams tonight, here tonight in South Florida. Let's bring in the Moose. He is in the chicken capital of Winyard, Saskatchewan. Moose, what's your update? Make it quick, because we got a lot of stuff to get to today. No update. I got hot coffee, and, and I'll tell you, I've been cramming in the last three minutes, because you told me a couple show topics, so I'm ready. I'm ready for yeah. it. I didn't want to catch you with your pants down. Yeah, I didn't want to catch you. Okay, can you, uh, the guests are Alan May of the Washington Capitals uh, television broadcast and Mark Stephen, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. A lot of news with them yesterday, good and bad, and Calgary sports. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Fire it up. By the way, I had a far less exciting morning today than yesterday. I didn't meet any NHL players, kids, or uh, anything like that. It was just a very straightforward day, and it's allowed us to keep our mind on the news. What do we do every day with the Quick 6 show topics here in the warm-up? We talk about the big story. And I don't know about you, but here's mine. Five unnamed members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Hockey Team have been told to surrender to London, Ontario police to face charges of sexual assault. The Globe and Mail reports the charges stem from an alleged sexual assault at a Hockey Canada golf and gala on June 18, 2018 in London, Ontario. And the charges reportedly relate to the alleged group sexual assault of a woman in a hotel room, which followed said gala. TSN reported in May of 2022 that a woman referred to in court documents as EM had settled a $3.55 million lawsuit against Hockey Canada, the Canadian Hockey League, and eight unnamed former players. And if you notice, the Globe and Mail story today says five members, not eight. 
So, again, it's the big story. I can only imagine what Coffee Row is all across Canada. Obviously, it doesn't move the needle at all anywhere outside Canada, but that doesn't make it any less as important news. Um, I said that we would talk about this, and this reminds me. You know where I learned of this this morning? Surfing Instagram, spitting chiclets. They had taken a screenshot of the Rick Westhead tweet. He was the guy from TSN that alerted the world of these charges. And uh, in some circles of hockey, Rick Westhead isn't very popular. I can tell you this, he don't care. And I still don't understand. TSN is the rights holder, the television rights partner of Hockey Canada. So how that all relates, I really have no idea. I proudly proclaimed on this show yesterday that I'm a Hockey Canada guy, and I still am. And pretty much anybody that had anything to do with Hockey Canada in 2018 around this, they're long, and I mean long gone. So I'm still a Hockey Canada fan. But you're seeing the insinuate. Well, I guess my point is, uh, this is why I just feel that I can't work in the industry anymore, because I remember being pulled aside by teams back in the day and saying, yeah, we'd rather you didn't talk about that. This specific incident with our team or this, or the fact that we lost on the weekend. I'm like, well, what, what do you want me to talk about? Well, we have two players signing autographs at Southland Mall on Saturday. Could you talk? No! I've got a show to do. It's the Rod Peterson show, and we're going to talk about this because everybody else is talking about this, and I see Spittin' Chicklets can get away with it, and Rick Westhead, who works for the TV rights holder of Hockey Canada, reported the whole damn thing. So we see where it goes from here, and my take on it is simply this. I read the story that there was a $3.55 million lawsuit, and I don't understand how and why that wasn't the end of it. I've, there's not a lot of coverage out there right now on this, because breaking story today. Um, but the Globe and Mail has something, TSN has something, something called insuranceweekly.com has something, because I did a search on it, and it had to do with how Hockey Canada's insurance was affected by this. But again, there was a settlement agreed to, and I would have thought that would be the end of it. But one of those stories said, but because of public pressure, the case was reopened by the RCMP. And it's led to this. Five players now facing charges and have been told to show up at the uh, is it London City Police or RCMP detachment. Either way, they ain't fooling around. Nor am I. This is a very, very, very serious situation. Uh, and this is the latest. And there are many offshoots off of it. And I'll get to those, but what's your take on this, the big story today? Yeah, it is the big story, and, you know, it's unfolding. My first thing would be um, just because players are called in, the five players, eight players, nobody's been charged yet, right? So I, I would say <laughs> let the process play out a little bit and see where this goes. Because you have players among them who have denied it, agents have denied being involved you know, in the past, things like that. So let's let the process play out and, you know, assess this as we go um, and, and see where it goes from here. But yeah, you know, when you see the names of Dubé and, and Carter Hart, now you start to link it to that event and there's going to be more now that are going to get come out. There's players getting pulled from practices, what we're hearing across the league. So um, we'll wait and see where this goes. I hate and loathe when sports and news intersect, but it does happen, and it's never good when it does. Humboldt Broncos bus crash, this situation, there's, man, there's 
tons of examples of when sports and news intersect, and very rarely is it ever good. And um, thank God I don't know enough about it, the difference between Rick Westhead and the Globe and Mail reporting they've been told to come to London to face charges of sexual assault, yet, as you said, because the article says that nobody's been charged yet. So I don't know. They're facing charges. What does that mean? They show up and then they get charged? I don't know, and I'm glad I don't know. The interesting thing is there's a lot of heat on NHL teams to discipline these players because some of them are on NHL teams, and I'm not going to spend any more time on this. Uh, go to your local Facebook group or Twitter if you want to have that debate. I'm not interested in having that today. But I would say, do you, with your current employer, want to face discipline from your current employer for something you did in the past with another employer that had nothing to do with where you are. I wouldn't think you would. So that's my take on that. Do you have a, do, do, the NHL yeah. kind of going, eh, and I don't really blame them. Everybody is actually. I'm glad you asked because uh, this is the one thing I've been thinking about when it comes to the players. And I need, I need to take a minute on it because the reaction on social is going to be, well, their careers are done, right? Well, it's over. Not always the case. The careers will depend on how the players handle this, right? At this moment in time, they need to go to the police and accept the consequences, whatever that is. And however they react, apologetic, remorseful, whatever their real reaction is and how they handle this will determine how they come out of it. We've seen all types of bad situations. Tiger Woods has been able to come back from a bad situation. You know what I mean? It has happened in the past, and it's completely up to how the players are going to handle the situation. It's an interesting comment from Jeff, the Stamps fan. Thank you for joining us today, Jeff. He says, I can't stand the hockey types who think Hockey Canada and its top players are beyond the law. And uh, that's his comment. We're inclusive here. You can say whatever you want. Doesn't necessarily mean we're going to agree to it. But I'll say it again. All the people running Hockey Canada, as if they didn't have enough of a scandal with the Wexit, the five Alberta junior teams leaving to go to the BC Hockey League, which falls under the Hockey Canada umbrella. And then this happens here. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. It's like Eugene Levy and Splash. What a week I'm having. You know what I mean? Like, it's, oh, my God. Well, That's why those jobs it, pay it, so much. What? I know. It's like the trash can is open. Let's take out all the trash at once. I'm not opening it twice to have the stink come out of here twice. It's all happening yeah. at the same time. Well, remember this, what I said. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I saw a meme that said 2024 is the year of karma. You can take that for whatever you want, but it's been interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah, so they are going to face the music. And so I, for anybody to say Hockey Canada thinks they're above the law, I don't know how, that, how you could say that. But that's your opinion, and that's why this is the view for sports fans. This is the daily coffee talk discussion. And there, that will be a theme throughout today because that is the big news. But there's more, so let's move on. Thanks. The guest today, by the way, Alan May of Washington Capitals Television. And Mark Steven, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. On the ice, can we talk about that? Third period goals by Connor McDavid, Evander Kane, and Dylan Holloway broke up a 1-1 game and led the Edmonton Oilers 
to a 4-1 NHL victory over the visiting Columbus Blue Jackets. Oil's win streak's now 14. We all kind of thought that would happen. Brand that they would win last night. Brandon Saad's second goal of the night, scored with only 50 seconds to go in the game, was the winner as the visiting St. Louis Blues rallied from a 3-1 deficit to beat the Flames 4-3. Mackenzie Weger, Noah Hannafin, and Yegor Sharangovich provided the offense for the Flames, who have lost three in a row. There is a mild part of me that misses walking into the Gray Eagle Event Center and Casino, or the Ace Airport Casino, or Century Downs, because all those people had an opinion on the Flames, and their faces were all the same. <laughs> it's, God, this dawned on me today as I was writing my commentary, and you can go read it at rodpeterson.com right now. Darren, this decision of whether or not the Flames should go into a rebuild is making itself. I wouldn't say to leave every matter in your life that you don't know the answer to. Just leave it and the answer will come to you. But in this case, it is. The Flames aren't challenging for junk and they're currently clearly not with this group. So break it up. It's time. If, you, if they don't, you can really see why Flames fans are so upset with the franchise. I know. Yeah, you have to do something because it's just not there. And last night's game, it's so disappointing the way they got up in that game. And, man, I love watching Mackenzie Weger play, and it's been a bright spot on a tough season for the Flames. But the goal you give up late, the fourth goal with less than a minute to go, that's a real heartbreaker. And doesn't that just sum up the Flames' season? You're right there. You're so close, but just not good enough, right? And in the NHL, if you're not good enough, you are so far away from being able to win a cup. That's the unfortunate reality of it. And they're going through the same thing in Pittsburgh. You just can't take the risk of trying to add assets at the deadline. It's better to go the other way, probably. So you see why they're upset, and that's the thing. We're lucky that we grew up in Saskatchewan where we didn't have a big time, other than the Riders, we didn't have an NHL team. We didn't have an NFL team. We could cheer for whoever we want. Right. And for me, it was the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I look at that today. I saw a thing on Twitter, the Cowboys logo. It said, who do you think of when you see this? You know what I thought? Jerry Jones. That's wrong. Who thinks of the GM or the owner? But that's who I thought of as a, as a Cowboys fan. That's why I'm ready to walk away from them because I know nothing's ever going to change. And I kind of feel that's the thing with Flames fans. They can't walk away. It's their team. They can't. I got a hilarious story for you. I met a guy, Cesar Luchero, the other night. You see him? The gentleman in the wheelchair. We did a handoff yes. to Matthew Kachuk bobblehead. I got him one, and he had his buddy with him. His buddy's name was Connor. And Connor said, who do you cheer for in the NFL? And I said, well, the Cowboys. But I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking of giving it up. And he goes, but come on over and cheer for the Dolphins, man. It's just as painful, but less pressure. Nobody expects anything here with the Miami Dolphins. So cheer for the Dolphins. It's a lot easier. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Patrick Waugh is now 1-1 one one as coach of the New York Islanders. Nicholas Roy's goal, midway through the second period, stood up as the winner as the visiting Vegas Golden Knights edged the Islanders 3-2. Those are some NHL leftovers. Obviously, this is going to be a theme to the whole show today. NFL, the Tennessee Titans. 
have hired Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their head coach, tasked with trying to turn them back into winners and groom Will Levis into their franchise quarterback. The Titans announced it this morning that they're hiring the first of the 10 candidates they interviewed. You, sir, are a Titans fan, last I checked. How do you feel about Brian Callahan taking over your team? I feel really good, but I was going to say, Clark, we got to get Mo Egger on the phone because he'll know everything about Brian Callahan, and maybe he can give us a good assessment of the new Titans coach. Um, the thing that struck me is he, in his kind of um, some media stuff that's being posted, he's offense first and passing game first. Talks about the need for a passing game. If you're going to win, you have to pass the football. Tennessee has typically been, especially under Vrabel, and even before this, a run-first team, always had great running backs, which has been good, and defense-minded, low-scoring, tough, and I love that. But it's time to throw the football and play with these other teams. Look at the teams that are left, great offenses. So uh, that's what I hope he brings to Tennessee. And Will Levis has that offensive pedigree. Um, this is really exciting for Will Levis's future. I appreciate everybody who's just showed up for our coffee discussion. Uh, we started at noon Eastern, but I see the, I know you can't all make it right on time. So what we've talked about is the big story. Five members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Team being summoned to London to face charges for sexual assault. NHL leftovers, NFL leftovers. We got our poll question to get to when we come back. More on Wexit, NHL tonight, and whatever else you all would like to discuss. It's a, it's a great day here for Talking Sports, and we'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. 
Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, I know, I know. It's the greatest daytime sports talk show. Thanks for joining us. And by the way, the Telemiracle 50-50 is another way to support Saskatchewan's charity, Telemiracle, and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. You can get your tickets now at telemiracle5050.com. Please bring the moose back in. And uh, just delving into the comments for a second, Jay in Winnipeg writes in, obviously, <laughs> we'll get to the Jets and the Leafs tonight. I understand there's a very large portion of our audience that would like us to dedicate two hours to that game. But we'll get to it. <laughs> Um, but Jay says, Samsonov for the Leafs tonight. You're the Leafs fan. I'm seeing a little bit of Samsonov coming across my timeline. What's the story there with the goalie for Toronto? We played well the other night. And, you know, um, we thought he was done. You know, we thought this was going to be Martin Jones's team. Thought Joseph Wall. Maybe it'll be Samsonov. Um, you know, I'm, I'm okay recycling guys back in and giving them a second and third opportunity. You never know when a, when a guy's going to find his game. Oiler fans were ready to write off Stuart Skinner. They weren't going anywhere unless they got a goalie, right? Well, Skinner's found his game, and they're rolling 14 huh. in a row. So if Samson Huff can play tonight, great. But these are big games, and we'll be glued to our TV sets. Yeah, please don't get me started on the Stuart Skinner thing. <laughs> I know. You've heard it. <laughs> I just... Oh, I... All along was pumping his tires. No, no, you don't know anything, Rod. By Oiler fans. And now he's setting Grand Fe breaking Grand Fears records, and he's the greatest thing ever, and I, I sit here I, and wait for an apology. What? I fully expect to hear coming from the back room, Skinner, you talking about Skinner? Oh, my God, I know. Right. Well, and by the way, when I say this is the greatest daytime sports talk show, obviously it is. But the shows that I watch... After we're done, like Pardon the Interruption and Around the Horn and even the McAfee show replays on all the 18 ESPN channels, uh, none of them are talking about what we're talking about. They're all talking about the same stuff. We're at least talking about the NHL and Hockey Canada and the CFL. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing they're doing. We're just talking about different stuff. And it's fun as hell. By the way, I'm not done yet with the NFL. There's... My God, they know what they're doing, don't they? Joe Barry is out as the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator after a turbulent third season on the job that ended with a loss in the NFC Divisional Round of the playoffs. Just get this. Green Bay ranked 10th in points allowed, 17th in yards allowed, and 23rd in yards allowed per play during the regular season with a defense featuring eight former first-round draft picks. That included a brutal three-game stretch, and then late in the season where they allowed 29 points a game, and went one and two against the Giants, Buccaneers, and Panthers. I'll tell you something. You, you're not old enough to remember, truly get a kick out of Jerry Glanville. But you've at least heard of him, right? You've heard of Jerry Glanville. Of course. Yeah, the old coach of the Falcons and I think the Houston Oilers. And he was the defensive coordinator of Hamilton not that long ago. He's the guy that left tickets for Elvis Presley at the will call of every game that his team played at, just in case Elvis happened to show up. This was after he reportedly died in 1977. Jerry Glanville was still leaving tickets for him. But he was the guy that coined it. The NFL stands for not for long. The not for long league. 
So, I mean, it's one thing to get fired and whether you get upset over it or not, but in the NFL, you really cannot because it's the not-for-long league. Meet, uh, speaking of, the Las Vegas Raiders hired Tom Telesco Tuesday as their next general manager, passing over interim champ Kelly for the position. Kelly could remain as the assistant GM, the position he held under Dave Ziegler, who was fired on Halloween. By the way, before we move on to other topics, our poll question today pertains to the NFL, and I've only been wanting to ask it since Sunday night. It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. At Key Auto Group, we're driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And it very simply is, who are you cheering for the rest of the way in the NFL playoffs? Because it's down to the final four. Bet Regal's odds today, their uh, point spread have uh, been updated a little bit. It's Kansas City and Baltimore in the AFC championship. Ravens favored by 3.5. And then in the late game, it's Detroit at San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, and the 49ers are favored by seven. I don't think we need to spend any more time on this. I've said it's Detroit. For me, Moose says it's Detroit, unless you've changed in the last 24 hours, which is possible. I assume you're still going with the Detroit Lions. I'm going Detroit with a runner-up of whoever wins that game because everybody seems to be crapping all over Brock Purdy. So if it's not Detroit, it'll be Brock Purdy. But yeah, go Lions. <laughs> Jeff the Stamps fan says, I guess Detroit. Yeah, I mean, when your team's out, what are you going to do? But I didn't expect the Cowboys to even be playing this late. I don't care about Detroit any other day. There's only one other Detroit Lions. There's only one Detroit Lions fan that I know. And it's Dustin Nielsen. You probably know that from TSN, the voice of the CFL. And I don't even know why he cheers for Detroit. I think he wonders why he cheers for Detroit. But here they are in the final four. And uh, you got to cheer for somebody. You got to have a reason, you know. So that's. Do you know any Detroit Lions fans? No, he, he comes to mind. You're right. Um, that's the one that comes to mind. Although, yeah, a bunch of random people are popping up as Lions fans now. But a long time. Uh, of no, course. he's the only one. That always is going to happen. Um, always. What do I say? We do the same thing that McAfee and Pardon the Interruption do, but we just talk about other things. Let me just <laughs> pigeon drop in. Drop in a few com comments like a pigeon. Crap all over everything. And then the here's, here's the pigeon comments <laughs> from the uh, text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Proud partners of the RP show. All the great taste without... The hangover and regrets. 902-518-3033. Brought to you by Sober Carpenter. What does Johnny Athens call it? The devil's juice. Not Sober Carpenter. Brian in Hudson Bay writes in and he says, the, the Flames organization reminds me of the Riders. As long as they can wallow around 500 or so, they think they're really doing something. Oh, just hang on. Uh, yeah, I don't have time. I don't want to go there now, but thank you for bringing that up, Brian. The comments by Jeff Reinbold here the other day, where there, he said there's two kinds of owners in sports. The owners that really, really are, will do anything to win, cut off an appendage to win a championship, and then there's the others that, as long as we're making enough money and can show that on the balance sheet, we'll all be fine and cover our asses. And I think we can all kind of identify who those teams are. So I'm just glad that Reinbold actually came out and said it. 
David in Winnipeg says, I just watched a Bell Let's Talk feature with Carol Wagland and former NFL player Brandon Marshall. Powerful interview. It made me see some of the struggles that people go through in a different light. Ah, it's a long one. He goes, when I saw a news story of a famous person being in trouble, I would think, what an idiot. Why would they endanger their career and status? Now when I see a news story of someone getting in trouble, I'm going to hope they can get help. If you're struggling, there is help available. Talk to a friend, coworker, or family member. Don't suffer in silence. Thanks, Rod and Bell, for helping others on their healing journey. And David also says, my NFL hopes are always with the 49ers. But if I was a betting man, I would go with the Ravens. Uh, in my 12-step uh, meeting this morning, that's the one thing I talked about. I struggled with a lot of things for a lot of years, and the people around me didn't have any idea how to help because they didn't know. They were, it's not their fault. They weren't trained, and it is what it is. Now we see what the issue was. We move on. If you want to hang on to things, that's on you. If you want to be part of the <laughs> 2.0, come on along. It's entirely up to you. But I'm not the same guy. Brandon Marshall's not the same guy once you seek help. Corey Perry's not the same guy. Um, Ted in Edmonton writes in and says, my money is on Kansas City. Okay. And, oh, oh boy, uh, Don, I'd love to get your take and the audience. Don, box office, Don writes it. There's still a box office? Anywhere? <laughs> He's a good friend of mine, Don. He was in the pep band. Don says, hey, Rod, I just noticed that there are only three Canadians on the Canucks roster at the moment. Thoughts? Signed, box office Don. I don't want to beat that drum anymore. I used to, and I actually thought the Winnipeg Jets, let's forget about the Canucks. I haven't looked at their roster, but I've been looking at the Jets roster for years, and I'm like, there's not enough Canadians on here, and I think a lot of us felt that way. But at this point, they're, well, Vancouver is the number one team in the NHL. Winnipeg's close, so who the hell cares? Does it matter? I mean, here we are now. Didn't Vegas have the most Canadians last year, and they won the Stanley Cup? I mean... Don Cherry's retired, bro. It ain't about passport anymore. So that's my take. You? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Do they embrace the city, though, and represent the city well and are proud to be playing for the organization? I would say that's really important. Outside of, like, Todd Bertuzzi, Brendan Morrison, and Trevor Linden, you know, and Luongo, they're all Swedes, right? The two Sedin twins, Marcus Nasland, or Russian with McGilney. All your heroes. So this isn't, yeah. this isn't something new for the Vancouver Canucks organization. And you know what? It's in one of the more multicultural cities in the world, too. So uh, you know what? I think it's okay. Embrace it as long as they're proud to wear the jersey. Yeah, I sit here and talk a lot about being old man, yelling at clouds, hiking up my pants, moving to Florida, and I'm that guy. But I'm trying to be way more open-minded. I mean, I was the guy that said... The voice of the Pats should be Saskatchewan, from Saskatchewan, always has been. Nobody listens. Voice of the Edmonton Oilers from Pennsylvania. The girl that analyzes the Blue Jays games, I can't remember her name now, she's new, but she's awesome, and she's from Houston, Texas. I literally can't remember her name. Doesn't matter where you're from anymore. That's not a thing. Agree or, agree or disagree? Yeah, it's not a thing. Again... It, it, it's more about how you approach it. And are you, a, you know, do you wave the flag? And are you proud to be from there now? 
and be living there and working for that team or supporting that team or playing for that team, right? And the city. How many times do we see, I mean, let's look at, you brought up the Blue Jays, you know, Jose Bautista, Jays legend. He's not from Toronto, right? But he's going to represent <laughs> right. Toronto be, and the city's proud of him and he's there and he's adopted into that town. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. That's the thing. It hasn't always been that way, but it's that way now. And I'm actually really grateful for that because here in Florida, I've told a lot of people this this week. People always had the wrong impression of me. They said, he loves being in Saskatchewan, a big fish in a small pond. No, I hated it. And you were with me. I hated that, that every, I couldn't go anywhere without people knowing who I was. I didn't like that. I just liked, I liked doing the job. But I didn't like having everybody's nose in my business. Here in South Florida, 10 and a half million people, nobody knows who I am. And guess what? Nobody cares. And it's awesome. Um, Brent, watching here in Wellington, Florida, he writes in and says, was it Aqua Velva or Old Spice in the Don Cherry commercial saying the Russians have never won the Stanley Cup? I can't remember that. Serena will know. I'll ask her. But I do know it was Maurice Rocket Richard in the Grecian Formula commercial. Remember that one? There's a guy in my club who looks exactly like Maurice Richard. I feel like... I did walk up to the guy one time in my club, and I said, you look like an old hockey guy. Are you from Canada? He's like, I'm sorry, my name is Jaime. I'm from Chile. Okay, <laughs> well, you still look like an old hockey guy. Forgot where the I what? was. The Grecian formula. <laughs> you don't remember that? Grecian formula. Alan May will know. And he joins us next. See you in hour two, Moose. Look it up, Darren. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Grecian formula. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQ, our, uh, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless? or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain. It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody. The RP Show continues, and let me remind you, Canada's men's top curlers are into the thick of their playoffs, and their eyes are set on Regina for the Briar, presented by AGI, the Montana's Briar, in the Brand Center uh, in March 1st to the 10th. Tickets are on sale now. Individual draw tickets are on sale now, $24 to $70. All youth tickets, $9.99. Get your tickets at curling.ca slash tickets. Let's bring in Alan May. I'm sure he was smiling at this. You remember the commercial, Alan, right? The old two minutes for looking so good. Maurice Richard, you can barely, remember those commercials, right? I can barely remember it, but I remember it. And it, it's uh, oh, a you lot do. of cheesy commercials back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're from Edmonton. 
I don't want to blow your cover, but you identify as an Oilers fan, even though you, you got the Capitals gear on right now. I want to know your take on the Oilers' 14-game win streak, please. I'm loving it, and it just goes to show that a coaching change was, change was needed because, you know, if I had some Swiss cheese here, that's the defense they were playing at the start of the year. This coach, uh, Chris Knobloch, has come in, and he's got them playing so incredibly well without the puck. They're playing a more patient game. They're not, you know, prone to the same big mistakes. And I don't identify as an Oilers fan. I am one, and I don't hide it from anyone. And I make sure that it's out there. I'm very proud of it. It was a lot of tough years, though and a lot of busted draft picks, but it's great to see uh, these two incredible players uh, bring their team along and to see that arena, the number one money-making team in the National Hockey League, and they've got good reason to be happy right now. Uh, they're packing the building. Uh, the players are playing a great brand of hockey that I believe translates to better playoff hockey. And at the start of the year, it wouldn't matter if Patrick Roy and Martin Brodeur were your two goaltenders, you wouldn't have won games the way they were playing. You're plugged in more than anybody. I'd love to know what you're hearing or seeing about Paul Coffey's influence on this team since, because he came along with Knobloch. Well, I'll tell you what. One of the things about Paul is he's got an incredible amount of self-confidence that he transfers to you. He's one of the most engaging guys to speak with. Like when, he, when you're talking to Paul, he's a Hall of Famer. This, I idolized this guy growing up. I, you know, I played in some alumni games with him, and I was just so happy after those games that he wanted to hang out and talk to me. And, he makes you feel great about yourself. And he's given these kids a road plan on how to play the game. He, he's, he, he's taking the complicated part of the game away, and, and he's making it an easier structure to play. Really, there, there were some of the defense, and I wanted to get rid of all six guys that were playing every night. And now I look at all these guys, and they are legit. And Paul's had a great, you know, people say, well, he's never coached before. Well, you know what? There is a lot of learning that's gone on in youth hockey nowadays, like 18U and below. Uh, you, you have to be more of a teacher, more of a communicator. And I think the number one thing with Koff is he's an all-world communicator. He looks you in the eye. He, do, he doesn't break you down. He builds you up. Uh, John Tortorella I played for a long time ago. Uh, we had our, you know, we were enemies, and then we were on the same team. And I look and I hear of all these things about him. But he's a, another guy. You want to go in his office because he's not going to strip you down. He's going to build you up. You're going to walk out 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And I think Paul Coffey's been doing that with the Edmonton Oilers. Please, just because it's entertaining, and I know you came here to talk about the Capitals, and we'll get to that, but talk about your first game as an Oiler, because it's awesome. And I'm sure you don't <laughs> mind retelling it. Well, some of it, I don't want everyone to yell at me, but, you know, the big thing when I got called up, and I felt really bad because I think it was Glenn Cochran who just passed away in the last week or two. Uh, I'd seen him lose a fight the night before against my buddy Lyndon Byers in a, boss, in a Bruins Edmonton game. And I had played, I'd been sick for a little while. I got back one game, and Slats was at his first and maybe only ever minor league hockey game that he had ever watched as general manager, president, and head coach of the Oilers. And he asked me if I wanted to come home for Christmas. And I, I had a really good game. Best player had a two minute and five second tilt with Rob Ray at center ice. It was absolutely awesome. And that was the first shift of the game. Um, and then he asked me if I wanted to go home for Christmas. I was like, who wouldn't want to go home for Christmas? Well, I fly back the next morning. I, I get home pretty early, uh, early enough to get a morning skate in and everything. And instead of staying at the hotel, I went to stay at my mom and dad's house and their phone rang and rang and rang and rang. And back then everyone used to smoke. The, ho the house was like a cloud. So I took it upon myself, Wayne Gretzky style, to go to the arena at 2 p.m. And 
you know, it was pretty cool. I had a very eventful training camp. So when I got out there, I had played that game and I, I couldn't believe it. I had all my enemies became frenemies that game. And then I had the people that were my best friends were there. My grandparents were there. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. My dad had seats in the second row. My then girlfriend and my sister were sitting behind the goal about seven rows up by the Zamboni where I actually sat uh, growing up. Well, before the game, uh, just before the game at two minutes and 35 seconds, this one's always ingrained in me, is my chief, uh, uh, my uncle, who was a chief of the, the Hobima band, uh, comes in the dressing room. He's got a headdress on. He's got the buckskin jacket on. And now my secret's out that I'm, I'm a native. And, uh, you know, because I didn't like taking, you know, what the guys were throwing all the time back then. You, you always try to minimize the, being the brunt of, you know, the, the, atta the attacks, yeah. which, you know, they weren't really attacks, but it just, you don't want to give them. So during that game, I ended up scoring a goal. And in the morning, when I did get to the arena, I found a penny and I found this penny or actually slots found it. He said, Al, tape that to your skate. You'll score tonight. So sure enough, I score. Uh, it ends up being the game winner. I couldn't believe I scored. I looked in the net. I looked up at the red light. I looked at my sister and my girlfriend. They're <laughs> freaking out. I went behind the net again and I was getting a little choked up because I looked down the ice at the other end on the, sec on the second row because my dad was so tiny. Uh, he's, he's crying. And my mom is just sitting there with her arms crossed, not trying to show any emotion. Well, I'm skating to the bench and I'm getting a little choked up seeing how happy and proud my dad is. And all of a sudden I hear from the bench some little war cries. And I was like, oh my God, they got me. And I'm starting to choke up and Keith Acton comes over. And he, don't you cry. Don't you cry. Don't you. And he's jabbing me with this stick. So. Anyways, after, at last shift of the game, I am out on the ice inside the D zone. It, it, we're only up by a goal, I believe. And it's to the right of Grant Fear. And Slats, as he goes out, as I go out, says, don't fight. So I assume because Churla, Basil McRae, Dana Merzen, their, their biggest guys are all on the ice. That meant fight. You know, he, Slats was a psychologist. So... I thought I just skated out to Dana Mers, and that was my guy left defense. I skated out, cross-checked him, cross-checked him. We end up having a big-time fight, and I get kicked out of the game. You know, it's a lot at the last, it was basically, what, 30, 40 seconds left in the game, whatever it was. I go in the dressing room, and, uh, you know, I'm expecting to get pats in the back. The guys are going crazy. Messier's the greatest guy to be a teammate with, and it's like a party, and it's the last game before the Christmas, a couple-day Christmas break. And Slots comes in and he goes, turns the music off, which normally doesn't happen. The coaches just let you be after a win. And he goes, I thought I told you not to fight. I go, I thought you were using reverse psychology on me. And he goes, if I was using reverse psychology on you, you would know. Give me my penny back. And I gave him the old, you know, whatever's in there. And uh, there's no way he was getting that damn penny. But it, it ended up being an incredible night. The restaurant that we hung out growing up, all the cooks were there when we got back after Mess's party that night at my parents' house. It couldn't have been a better first goal in the National Hockey League, especially for my parents to be there. Uh, so many friends. But the whole day was so super surreal and just a blast. And I'll have that the rest of my life. I know our team, every time we go into Edmonton or play the Oilers, they show the clip of it. And you can see how shocked I was when I scored the goal. So it's just an absolutely incredible memory. That's why I asked folks, Al and I have done a lot of uh, banquets together, and they, they, everybody loves that story. And hey, let's, speaking of First Nations hockey players, I don't need to ask this. You must have shared your descent with Ethan Bear. And uh, how's our warrior doing there with the Caps? 
Well, you know, Ethan, is, you know, he came in here. Everyone had been skating. He's coming off a shoulder surgery, and I, I thought he's played fine, and he's still just hitting his stride. One of the things with Ethan right now is he moves the puck very nice. He doesn't overhandle. He, he likes to shoot the puck, which I appreciate because the D here have been overhandling the puck, but he's still got to get his legs under him. Uh, the other night I talked to him, I guess a week ago Thursday, uh, before the St. Louis game, and we're talking, I go, how awesome is it to play here in the States? He goes, oh, it's amazing. No one knows who I am. We can walk around. Uh, we're not criticized for everything we do when, you know, go to the grocery store, go to a restaurant. No one knows who he is. Uh, no one knows who most of the players are. And it's a hockey town that pretty much sells out every game. So he's enjoying the part where he's not getting blown up on social media. He's not getting blown up in the media for every play. And, you know, conversely, I listen to my buddy Bob Stoffer's podcast or radio show every day. And every pass, every goal is life or death. And it's so hypercritical. We've got guys here that haven't scored in a dozen games that no one knows. And they're not harassing them. They're not getting beat up online. And if they are, it's just, it's just one person. So he's loving that part. I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. We have eight NHL defensemen here right now. So they're going to flip-flop really the bottom six guys. Not the top two is Carlson and Faravari. But I expect Ethan, as time goes on, as he really gets his legs under him, starts getting game legs, game shape, uh, he'll be ready to really start taking off. He's still a young, very good hockey player. Thank you for the answer. Thank you for the analysis. And as always, we talked about things you would have never guessed we were going to talk about today. <laughs> Al, I appreciate it. Good luck. We'll do it again soon. See ya. Take care, Rod. All right. Washington Capitals TV analyst Alan May. WHL, SJHL, I think AJHL, and for sure NHL alum. We'll be right back with a sports update and viewer takeover. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Hey, it's a quickie here. Um, and I apologize to my guy, Stu, a fireman out there in Chilliwack, B.C. He's texted in on the Sober, Carpen uh, Sober Carpenter text line. He says, hey, guys, great conversation. Question for Alan. Among all-time rivalries, where does the mid-'80s Esteban Bruins Weyburn Red Wings rank for you? And I just saw it. So, Stu, I apologize. The next time Alan May's on, I'll ask him. you got to make sure that you're watching. But, uh, yeah, I don't look at this when the guy's on. Terry in 
medicine hat writes in and says, a step back in time, LOL. Hey, Peterson, two minutes for looking so good. That's the commercial from Maurice Rocket Richard. You guys didn't think we'd be talking about that today, nor did I. But you never know what's going to come up on this program, do you? Sports update. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer have been elected to baseball's Hall of Fame, while Billy Wagner and Gary Sheffield fell short. The three players will be inducted at Cooperstown July 21st, along with manager Jim Leland, who was elected last month. Ichiro Suzuki arrives on next month's Hall of Fame ballot, CC Sabathia II. Canadian Shea Gilgis Alexander and the Oklahoma City Thunder visit the San Antonio Spurs in one of eight games on the NBA slate tonight. The Hamilton products coming off a 33-point performance in their win last night over Portland, 111-109. News from the CFL. Drew Brown won't be hitting CFL free agency. The Ottawa Red Blacks signed the American quarterback to a two-year deal today. The CFL club acquired Brown's rights last week from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for a fifth-round draft pick. Brown was slated to become a CFL free agent February 13th. He spent three seasons with Winnipeg. The truth is he heard the stadium is going to be called Princess Auto Stadium and didn't want to play there. I'm joking. Sports updates and hockey coverage are brought to you by... Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for landmark cinemas in theaters now, Mean Girls. From the comedic mind of Tina Fey comes a new twist on the modern classic, Mean Girls, in landmark cinemas now. So Moose rejoins us in hour two. And we will be playing our NHL bet regal breakaway bets, predicting tonight's winners in the National Hockey League. We will, if we have time, get to our NHL top five, bottom five. I really want to do that. But we'll bring in a lot of your uh, audience participation. And the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Stephen, will join us to talk about the big stamps news yesterday. Some good, some bad. And uh, we'll obviously get some Flames talk in there as well. Uh, that is all coming up. Let me just uh, double into this for a second. Sliding on over to the streaming audience. Oh, John Ohm. Ohm. Awesome story. Interview and story with Alan. Thank you, John Ohm in Winnipeg. He's actually surprisingly docile given the fact the Jets visit the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Are you docile, John? We'll talk about that a lot next hour. Stick around, everybody, after this brief pause.